My Mug episode 314 on Monday the 17th of November 2014. I am your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug. Let's do some news. I am still banging on about this. You're going to have to forgive me, I, but I think it's great that we're now doing In My Mug bi-weekly and monthly. So uh, the old monthly subscriptions will mirror the first In My Mug of the month. Um, you can uh, also then watch the video and join in. Uh, if one bag a week is too much for you and one bag a month is too little, we have a bi-weekly where you'll miss one week, get the next week. Um, you can do all of this by weekly recurring direct debit, weekly recurring PayPal, one-off four-week payment, one-off 12-week payment, one-off 52-week payment. You can pay in dollars, you can pay in euros, you can pay in pounds, you can pay in beer. I don't care. Um, I think we've covered all of the subscription bases now and I'm really pleased with what we've done with the my mug. So uh, any questions you know where to come to but hopefully it's all very self-explanatory and I have had the best time in Asia. Uh, I loved Taiwan and Korea and China was not too shabby either. Um, I found out that there's lots of you who live there so thank you for being so kind thank you for all coming up to me and saying wonderful things all the photos i signed autographs it was crazy um but it's great to know that we've got that kind of asian contingent out there so thank you very much and um this week's guest blend is the coffee works project um it's an amazing coffee. It's not a blend. It's actually a single origin. It's a single origin that's going to be exclusive to them. Won't be in my mug. Won't be available on the website once it's gone. Um, so get the coffee from the site. Go visit them in Angel in North London too. They do a lovely, lovely job. They have a beautiful shop with a lovely slayer. Uh, beautiful brewed coffee. Uh, really is an excellent, excellent shop. And their sandwiches are fantastic. And that was the news. So we should get to focus on, and this uh, week we're gonna focus on uh, Anitokia, which is a department in Colombia that I struggle to say. So the department of Anitokia is one of the 32 departments which make up uh, Colombia. It is located in the central northwest part of Colombia, so fairly high up to where we normally buy most of our coffee from. Um, it's a fairly narrow section and it borders part of the Caribbean Sea, um, and it is incredibly mountainous. Uh, mountain, mountainous, mountainous. Um, it uh, has lots of valleys and, and and just very very kind of harsh uh, land um, as part of the Andes mountain range. Um, it's also um, part, uh, used to be part of, of its own country. So prior to Colombia's constitution in 1886, Anitokia was its own sovereign kind of state and had its own sovereign government. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of history in that area. Uh, department covers 63,000 square kilometers and has a population of around about 6 million. Uh, with three, around, around about half of that uh, population living in the capital city of the department, which is uh, Medellin. Um, in, interestingly, Medellin in 2013 was chosen as the most innovative, innovative city um, in South America. 
Um, and that was a lot to do with its advances in politics, education, social development. Um, it was also announced as the preferred corporate business destination in South America. So Medellin is really a hot place at the moment that's doing uh, really, really great work. Uh, and, and this region is definitely on the up. Um, you may be familiar with the name Medellin um, if you got into coffee back in the day like I did. Um, they, you would quite often find Colombian Medellin and Colombian Excelsior and all, like, this was a grade of coffee um, and very much like Brazil Santos has nothing to do with where the coffee was grown but had much more to do with a grading of um, although Medellin did come from the um, Anitokia state um, and um, it was just a very familiar thing to actually call a, a grading of coffee from the port that it was shipped um, you know Medellin is very very low actually 20 minutes 30 minutes outside you can start to see coffee being grown at the lower the lower parts of the region so that was um, focus on so we should talk about this week's coffee which is uh, Colombian Los Pomos and it's located in the Casina region of Jardin which is a department in Anatokia um, in Colombia the farm sits at around about 1800 meters above sea level um, and is a fully washed uh, underwater fermentation so they take the cherry off and then they leave it to soak uh, underwater uh, and it's owned by the Franco family. The farm has 15 permanent workers and has 25 temporary workers that come in during the main harvest who all live local to the area. Um, I like this part that I found out about the farm but they actually are all very very close friends as well so it's not like you know boss and workers um, they have a football team they regularly have barbecues together and socialize together and um, are very very good friends and it sounds like the kind of place I want to go and hang out um, one of the brothers William who he's responsible uh, to make sure that the, the workers get looked after but also that they do a great job on the picking um, and he's kind of like the link and um, yeah, I definitely want to meet William one day. Um, so they pick the coffee and they pick only the ripest cherries as all of them do. Um, and then once they pick, they actually let them rest for six hours before depulping them, which is something I've not heard of before. Um, and then they submerge in water um, and then they change the water uh, 12 hours and then change the water again. And then finally they take the coffee out and they put it on raised beds. And why am I doing this with my hands a lot? I don't know, um, to dry the coffee in the sun. So we should talk about the figures. The farm is called Finca Los Pomos. It's owned by the Franco family. Has an altitude of 1,800 meters above sea level. Um, it's a Cattura varietal. It's a fully washed, sun-dried, um, located in the Jardin area of Anitokia in Colombia. Um, you can kind of drive it down to the region of La Casina. Um, it is 23 hectares sized farm with only four for coffee, which is quite unusual. So <clears throat> not a massive production. And um, I know that we took uh, all of the coffee this year that came into Europe. I'm not sure if there's any, goes, any coffee goes anywhere else, but definitely for Europe, this is, uh, this is a bit of an exclusive for us. Um, so we should go and do the map bit. And this week's map bit is really cool because uh, I had a photo from the farm with all of the EXIF data on, so I managed to zoom right into where the farm is. Even if Google Earth wasn't playing nicely that day, we still get to really get an idea of where this farm is. So uh, time for the map bit. a bit worried about this map bit because I didn't think I was going to find the coordinates but luckily I have so we're going up up and away up into the wonderful UK and across 
to Central America, to South America even. I'm not used to going to Central America. We're going to South America. But we're not going to Bolivia where we've been going a heck of a lot recently. We're not going to Brazil. We're going back to Colombia. Um, and we're going to go down, 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 down. And now we can see. So La Pomas is the highest one that we're buying. And here we go. Colombia produces 60% of the world's most expensive emeralds. I didn't know that. That's clever, isn't it? But yeah, so you see here, Los Pomos is at the very top of this spine of coffees that we buy, which is quite unusual. I've gone a bit crazy with the uh, zooming downs and around, so you're going to get a little bit dizzy today. But there you can see. Now, that's the exact location. I had a photo, and I managed to get the, uh, the EXIF data off the photo so I could find the exact location. But unfortunately, the satellite doesn't like it very much. So let's look at typography instead, because that's the best we can do today. So... Um, Yep, the highest peak in Colombia is the Pico Cristobal Colon at 5797 metres. No coffee grows up there at all because that's too high. But that's the beauty of this Andean mountain range. There's such high altitudes um, and such variety of altitude too. So there we can spin round and see the uh, typography over that way. And um, that was the funky map bit. Told you it was a good map bit, didn't I? Um, but we should go and do Roland's Daft Fact of the Week now. The capital city of Medellin is the only city in Colombia to have its own metro system, don't you know? I'm confused. Why is Roland talking about metro systems? He used to talk so much about coffee. I'm going to have to have a word with him, I think. Um, anyway, I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go and make tasty and delicious drinks, and I'll be back with you in just a second. Ta -da! Right, uh, let's start straight with the espresso. So, the first thing that hits you with this coffee for me is I get this white grape-like acidity at the front. Very sharp, very clean, very transparent. Um, and sometimes that can be a little bit kind of like, um, but what I do get is then it turns into this lovely sweetness. So it's a bit like um, a treacle toffee kind of sweetness, um, which I really, really like. Um, in milk, You lose that upfront white grape acidity, but the toffee, the treacle toffee sweetness is definitely still there um, and really punches through. And you get a very strong taste of coffee. Um, I think it's a really good cappuccino coffee. Um, it's not too in your face. It's not too kind of tart and crazy, but very good. Um, and this week's mug comes from Fika Fika Cafe, uh, which is in uh, Taipei in Taiwan. Um, Taiwan was the biggest shop for me, uh, coffee-wise. There are some great coffee shops. There's a really good coffee culture. Um, really big fan base for what we're doing here. Um, lots of the people who came up to me and said that they watched were from Taipei. Um, and uh, they understood my accent and everything. It was really good. Um, but yeah, thank, I think it was James from Fika Fika who looked after us. Fantastic host. Beautiful shop. Uh, very, very much recommend checking it out um, if you're ever in Taipei. <laughs> you know, as if I'm passing, oh, I've got to see them in there. But yeah, definitely you should check them out. Great, great place, and um, they were wonderful hosts. So, 
With this one, what happens is all of that white grape sweet, white grape acidity comes through again. Um, you lose a little bit of the sweetness that you have in the espresso and in the cappuccino, but I'm not overly upset about that. I think it makes it a more challenging and interesting brewed coffee. Um, I think it kind of does what it should do. I'm loving working with this farm. I think they're doing a fantastic job and I hope its uh, relationship will continue to grow and build on. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I kind of enjoyed doing this. It's been a while, but it's been good. Um, right, I shall talk to you soon. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And do remember, life is definitely too so short for bad coffee. Oh, and the only Taiwanese I learned was Ni Hao, which is hello, which is kind of the wrong way around. I should have said that at the start. <laughs>